Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. In the wonderful world of online marketing, we say that we don't sell a product or a feature, we're selling a result. And it's actually no different in this whole Web 3 world. That is why we use the quote-unquote buzzwords of utility, community, and we don't promote or speak about this stuff as we're selling ERC-21 tokens. We speak about the results. And today, we're going to discuss why people buy NFTs and why they hold on to them regardless of fair market value. This might sound strange to you, but NFTs, for the most part, are purchased for one or two reasons. It's either utility or status, and I could really narrow it down to one and just say status. However, I think I'll lose too many people if I say they're all for status, but hear me out. Generally speaking, it's either utility or status. And before you say no, that is not true, just hear me out. Utility is very easy to see that people will definitely purchase something for something like meeting a celebrity, being able to have access to a particular event in the form of a ticket. And we could think of concert tickets, different shows, even the AMC movie tickets with the NFC features and things of that nature, where the admission to whatever it is, is that NFT. NFT NYC is coming up and to get into all those parties, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to show that you actually own one of those tokens from that particular collection to get into their event. Also, not only is it these events, but there's also just the influence of that network. As I've said many times on the show that your net worth is often your network. The people that are around you really affect how you come out for the most part. Just think about it. When we were in school, generally speaking, the smart kids, the high achievers, the athletes or whatever, they kind of group together and they come together and they compete in whatever area that they're in. The artists and the thespians and the musicians, they're all clumped together. And a lot of people will say that's very clicky and this and that. But what actually ends up happening is the people that you hang out with the most really influence you a lot. And if someone is really highly achieving in a particular area, you are more likely to also excel in that area. Now, we're not going to say something like if your friend is a seven footer and happens to be great at basketball, well, you might not be a seven footer that ends up in the NBA, but Generally speaking, this is what I'm speaking about. Joining an influential network is very important. Also, there is software access for multiple things, whether it is those bots on Solana that actually help you to mint. They're actually selling those things as an NFT. So that's very interesting. That's something I should really dive into. But yeah, it's pretty interesting to see that they're selling NFT access to software. And that is also happening on multiple platforms where you hold a token. It allows you to get into whatever it might be, such as minting an extra NFT, customizing a background or whatever. Having that NFT gives you access to that software. Then there's some people that just buy it for the staking yields. You know, you tie them up. Let's say, for example, I have a friend that is very big into DeFi, very big into trading cryptocurrencies. It wasn't so much into NFTs until the Crow ecosystem offered him all these opportunities to stake into the ecosystem and the returns that he is getting from his staking, he's actually turning around and buying more NFTs. So now when you add it up, he probably owns way more NFTs than I do of lower value collections that allow him to stake and simply reinvest and keep buying them back. And it's almost like a stock with a 
dividend reinvestment program that the broker just takes those yields and then just rebuys back into it. So it's very similar to that. That's what he's doing, but he's doing them manually with NFTs. So that is one reason why a DeFi person, someone that's really into finance and the cryptocurrency side of things, might start to buy and collect NFTs. He's not so much into the communities and all these different things, but the utility that he gravitated to was that. Then there's some people that just want to join a DAO, have access to decision-making and all of that. So that is all different types of ways that someone can get involved using their NFTs, the commercial rights also. So there's multiple ways that people will get utility and benefits from this. But then the big one is the status of it. And a lot of people such as myself will say that, well, I don't really care what people think about me. It's not about status. I'm not motivated by that. But when you really look at it, even someone who says, you know, the only reason why I bought this is because it is a one-of-one -one art piece that speaks to me and I absolutely love it. When you really think about it, that is a status play because why not just look at it, enjoy it, and move on? You actually want to hold it. You want to own it and say that it is yours. Then you can say, well, you know, I'm really doing it because I want to support the artist. Well, why not just give a donation? Okay, no, you do want a two-way street where you get something, that person gets something. But why does that matter so much? It is a status play because you really think about it deep down into a person's psychology is somehow holding that exclusive one of one, especially when it is an up and coming artist. It just makes them feel good. It elevates their status as a philanthropist, a supporter of the arts, all of these different things that plays into the psychology of it. It is really status at its heart. And a lot of times we think of status as being the ultimate flex play. You know, the guy that's when Lambo, all he cares about is showing up on Instagram, on Twitter or whatever it is, flashing his cash and all of those things. But that is not always the case with these status plays, because, for example, when a bored ape walks into the room, you know, the bored apes, cool kids club, right? When you see them. It's like a lot of times people want to invite them up, want them to speak, especially if it's one of the verified hexagons on Twitter. It's like, okay, this is definitely a board eight. This is a real holder. And nobody really knows if this person was someone who came in very early or someone that was just a lot of money and decided to buy it at the top. And even though now it's half price, they're still getting that respect. I mean, no, we don't really look into that. All we know is, oh, this is a bored ape and apes in the room. Cool stuff, right? So that is a cool kids club. And some people, it does matter to them. So that's why they're buying into it. And you might wonder, well, why are these people buying certain things for that much money? And that does play a big part into it. Status is very important. Then also there is the branding of things because certain one of these projects, they might have an environmental touch. They might have a supportive of a female club or it might be inclusive and other disenfranchised people supporting Ukraine, whatever it might be. So there is a whole brand with these NFTs. So buying into that is also identifying that, yes, this is something that you vibe with. This is something that you support and you want the world to know it. So people buy it. Again, that is a status play. It somehow makes them feel better and identify with people and in support and arms with whatever cause it is. And deep down, it is a feeling on the inside. So this might not seem like some sort of status because, again, not everything is flexing the Lamborghini. But not even in this whole Web3 space, really pretty much everything that we purchase, it is 
somehow related to status. And let's just go to cars, for example, right? There are some people, as I said, with the whole when Lambo, they just want to flash out the Lamborghini and show that this is how we roll. We have so much money. We're living like rock stars and rappers. This is just absolutely amazing. Only if you knew what I knew, you could live this lifestyle. Come to Web3, right? There are those people. Then there are the people that are in the Tesla crowd, right? And this is not even just the Web3 I'm speaking about. This is just people that are flashing. Even in finance, we think of a lot of stockbrokers and those people when they're doing their Lambo. I have a friend, for example, always poses with his Maserati and everything. He's a financial advisor and he's managing very wealthy people's money and feels the need to really flex. It's pretty ironic because here we are, there are people that are literally have hundreds of millions, possibly billions of dollars that he is managing. And in order to really show his value to them, he feels the need to go and buy these moderatis and flex out. But it's kind of ironic in the sense of that is probably not the best use of his money. And I would like to think of my financial advisor, if I was having someone manage that much money for me, depending what commissions I was paying him knowing that he was working for a different company, I would say, you know what, that's probably not the best use of investment for someone, you know, flexing out with a Maserati on social media. I don't know if I would go to that person. Anyways, I am way off topic right now. But generally speaking, a Lamborghini is a flex play. But people also might buy a Tesla. And in that sense, you might say, well, you know, even if it's the cheapest model, which is nowhere near the Roadster or anything of that model, the um, Model 3, I believe it is, is pretty affordable considering where other cars are. But what is actually being said is I am a trendy, techie, environmental friendly person, and I am supporting the cause. I want a better world. And I'm all about the advancing tech and trying to make everything better. That is what's being screamed out by a Tesla driver. Whether they'll admit it or not is another thing, but there are other options. There are, say, a Prius or multiple other electric vehicles. So the person that is saying, well, even if I have a Tesla money, I'm not going to spend it on Tesla. I'm going to be more prudent and I want to drive a Prius. It is much more budget conscious and the $50,000 or whatever that I'm saving, I could also donate to other causes, help in education, help with these charities. So there's definitely a status play there too, because some people don't want to be seen as the person that is driving a $200,000 Roadster, even though it is a Tesla, environmentally friendly, et cetera, et cetera knowing very well that there's so many other causes, starving children and so forth. So they'll opt for the Prius to keep that brand, keep that status as being not a waster, not a materialistic person. And think of even uh, Mayor Bloomberg. Well, he's not the mayor anymore. He was the mayor of New York City. He used to always take around the subway and, the, and he uh, didn't drive around the city for the most part, despite being the mayor. And I think at the time he was the wealthiest person in New York, multiple billions of dollars. And he would take the subway to work and around the city. That's pretty funny because when I was going to school uh, in the city, I would often see Senator Schumer and and uh, the various security teams for these politicians and stuff. And they're taking the train and the subway because, of course, they are just like the people, right? So it is all a brand. It is a status play. And what does this have to do with NFTs and why people are doing this is because, generally speaking, when we're buying into NFT projects, we're buying into these different things. It is one thing that we're displaying our brand, displaying our value the things that we support and 
there are some people that lead with that more than even what it does, where it's going. It's just, I want to support this particular community, that particular cause, and that is how they're buying their NFTs because they want to identify themselves with that and prop up a little bit. So when it comes to selling and deciding, well, what's going on here? Well, why do people stay? Why is it that despite when the market is absolutely down, why do they still hang on to them, stay in the communities? They could have sold at the top and made a killing, an absolute fortune, but for whatever reason, they're willing to ride this down. And it comes down to the people. And this is a two-edged sword. A lot of the times we come into this stuff for the status, the money, the utility, whatever it might be. Then we start to make friends and connections and causes. We're helping out with things. We've become emotionally involved and we're willing to stay despite it might not be the best financial advice or financial decision, I should say, to hold on to it despite Selling at the top would have been the wise decision and all the flags are there to say that this is a time to sell. We tend to hold on to it if we have close connections with those communities and those people. But you have to really think and wonder, well, why does that matter as much? Because in theory, if you are friends with those people, regardless of if you hold the NFT or not, you should definitely still be in contact with those people, right? I mean, after all, I don't know about you, but offline or not, I don't care what my friends do for a living or how much their net worth is or which church they go to, whether they attend church with me or they don't go to church at all. For the most part, these are people that I've known for years. I support, I love whether they hold that NFT or not, we're still going to hang out. That is how my friends are. So when it comes to these NFT communities and connections and stuff that we, if our bonds are with the people are so strong, then yeah, you definitely can sell it and still maintain those bonds. However, going back to the whole status thing is you don't want to feel like you have abandoned that community. You don't want to feel like you have sold out for the profit, if you will, and left that community and project. And even though selling at the top and taking some profits probably would have been the best financial decision, you don't want to be that guy or that gal that just cuts out and runs away with the money. So that is why a lot of people will still hold. And that ties back into the status thing. Yet we came for whatever it is, but now we stay for the people. But ultimately, what it really comes down to is the feeling, that position of how we value ourselves and how we align ourselves with the things that we value and present to the world. So there's a lot of interesting psychology that goes into not just purchasing, but also holding, when to sell, if you sell, if you ride this thing down, take your profits at the top. So much goes into this. And a lot of people just like to look at the art, the tech, speak about the founders and maybe what's going on in the community, all the events. But behind the scenes, the psychology of everything is to me really important and interesting. And maybe it's because I have that fascination with marketing as to why people buy things, the psychology of things. And my favorite question to ask of all time is why? I mean, I am like the king of why. People have always said that to me. It's like, I always want to know why everything. Why can't you just be, why can't you just be satisfied with knowing what happened or how it works? But no, you want to know why it works, why people do that. And that's one of the most interesting areas of this whole Web3 NFT exploring that I've really come across. So I'm absolutely enjoying it. I would love to know what you think about this. Exactly why do people buy NFTs? Do you think I'm far off? Do you think I generalize and categorize too much into utility and status and really even willing to condense everything down into status? Please feel free. Let me know. Shoot your thoughts over to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. I greatly appreciate your feedback and your 
communications. But most important, I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.